You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Next Trek Podcast. We break down every episode of Star Trek Discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And this week, we are doing a supplemental log. That's what we call our bonus episodes here on the Next Trek podcast. I thought that was clever. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously... Although we're basically going to be in bonus episode territory for like for six a while. months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is going to be a lot of supplemental logs in between season one and season two of Discovery. But we had some news coming out of WonderCon recently. And so we wanted to discuss those things. Not a whole lot of news, but there is some significant stuff that I think oh, yeah. you guys might want to hear. So... All right, Tyler, why don't you walk us through these WonderCon updates? Well, like as you said, you know, there's there's not a ton of new information. Uh, you know, the thing that I was really hoping for was some kind of a guess at when season two would be out. You know, yeah. is it first week of September? Is it something even even just anything like even fall or December? I, yes, I'm. I'm fearing 2019. That's oh, kind there's of no what doubt. I'm, yeah, yeah I, right. I, I, I think I think that's going to have to just be our default at this yeah. point. Yeah, uh, that's okay. We have got enough stuff coming to you guys that I think will it'll uh, it'll help you uh, bridge that gap. Well, so uh, we've got a ton of stuff. So um, yeah. for, we will also put the link to this video. It's about 55 minutes long. We'll put the link to the video in the show notes so yeah, you guys the, can watch the, it for yourselves. The WonderCon panel, right? That just yeah. happened maybe a week and a half ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hosted by Mary Shifo, who uh, many of you or hopefully all of you will know uh, was Laurel right. over uh, at uh, on Star Trek Discovery. And But it had basically the entire production team. Um, she was the only main actor uh, in it, except there's a little bit of a surprise, which we'll mention in just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I guess as we should say, we're going to spoil the heck out of this. So if you do want to watch it, stop right here, watch the whole thing, and then um, come back. But we'll try and give you the highlights because the first 35 minutes or so is is good stuff. It's good information. But I didn't feel like anything was new, at least to you or I, who've been following it pretty closely. Right. Yeah. It's just basically the you know the thoughts of the creative team on making the first season of the show, which is fine. It was great. Yeah. But it's the good real meat was. About like I said, about thirty-five minutes, thirty-four minutes into the episode or into the uh, YouTube clip, and uh, that's when we start getting some new things. Oh Juicy man, stuff. yeah. So let's let's just get right to it. We've got okay, this. Um, we've got this scene that was that was shown for us um, right before they they get into some question and answer ses- sessions with uh, with the audience members. They show us this. They called it a secret scene, uh, less of a deleted scene and more of a secret scene that they they wanted to specifically reward. Um, you know, dedicated fans during the hiatus with this secret scene, right? Basically, and uh, and it's crazy. It's, it's like a uh, it's like a two and a half minute clip. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, the only question I have before we even jump into this, and I, I because I want to make sure that we are clear on the uh, staging of this and what right. your thoughts were. Sure. Do we think what we were about to discuss this bonus scene, this extra scene, this whatever it is? Is this canon? Like, is this because it wasn't included in the show, but it is oh, on yeah. the official YouTube channel? Is did this actually happen? This one hundred percent happened. One hundred percent, no question. You're sure, one hundred percent, because okay. they very specifically said we want you guys to know what happened to Captain George or to Empress Georgio after the end of, uh, of okay. the finale. And that's what I felt too. But sometimes you know you watch like the behind the, the you know the special features on a DVD or a Blu-ray. 
And those scenes are they they recorded them, they they filmed them, they they shot them, they put it on there. But you're not supposed to take it as actually a part of the film. Well, I'll, I'll give even more reason why in just a second okay. why I think All this right. is this is canon. Well, then let's um, go through it because I th- I just want to get your your thought on that because for me I was a little like okay that's you're really dubious. cool as long as this is legit and they're not going to come back a year when they're back on the air and be like no. oh you know that scene we're not going to actually we're not going to mention it ever again we're not going to do well, anything th- with that. I think because how they introduced it so I guess without spoiling it yet before we talk about it and and you can decide I guess if you want to play. I don't know if you want to do the audio over it or anything like that, but um, no, probably not. Cause it's, two, it's like a two and a half minute scene. You should definitely sure, yeah, go to the YouTube and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so what they did and, and again, we'll describe the scene in detail in a second, but they, they, the actor that they bring it to go, to go against um, Michelle Yeoh, they introduced him as basically a new part of the Star Trek family. And other articles have come out in the last week saying he's, I don't know if he's going to be a regular, but he, um, I, I read one thing that said he has a significant part to play in the next, uh, in this next season. So, yeah. And I'm down for that. That's fine. But again, they're still so far away from, they haven't even started shooting yet. So I could see them even change Walking his character altogether. It's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not even unheard of. It just, it just yeah. seems crazy to me that they're so willing to show this scene that seems to be. Well, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. Let's, let's, let's describe the scene I'll, I'll first. Give my apprehensions as we discuss. So, so yeah. the scene essentially, and I didn't write a synopsis of it because uh, that would require more planning than we gave this uh, this part here. But uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We uh, so what, what this was essentially is, uh, is it opens up in what looks like the exact same bar that was on uh, Kronos that we that um, Giorgio and um, and that Burnham and uh, Tyler. Wow, I want to call him Volk, which is I guess true. Um, that Bur- Burnham Volk and. Um, and uh, Giorgio all went to on Kronos right at the end. And uh, Clint Howard was even there sleeping in the background. Uh, and it looks like she's yeah. running this bar It's now. the embassy, right? The, the, uh... Yeah. Was that the embassy yeah, or was yeah. that the bar? I'm still rewatching. I, I have forgotten some things now. Uh, no, 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 the whole... We, the whole the whole like oh, that, city that, that they area, were at was right. the embassy. You're right. It was. Yeah. Thought, wow, yeah. That's, that's why they were allowed to go there. Cause if, right. It's weird that there yeah. are humans there otherwise. Yeah. Was that, it was an Orion embassy, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, wow. Guys, yes, uh, the Orion Embassy on Kronos. Yeah. If this is a Star Trek Next Generation, I could give you probably the uh, the size of the embassy and the number of people that were there, but this one I'm <laughs> I'm still I'm still still right. remembering. Uh so so she's there, she's definitely unhappy. She's like drinking. She has like six shots throughout the throughout the whole uh two and a half minute um clip. But she's she's walking around and some guy disguised as a trill walks up, which that was a, a nice little bit of continuity is that some guy that there's trill or, or around, um, and she says you don't walk like a like a trill, you don't talk like a trill. So who are you? And he reveals himself to be a spy. He has holographic trill spots on his on his temples, which was fun, and he basically says, you know, it's it's all well and good that we have this ceasefire with the Klingons, but I believe in a in um, galactic peace. And it's going to require some moral compromises to get there. And she says, well, that's weird. You don't sound like Starfleet. That's not a very Starfleet right. attitude. And he says, well, I'm not Starfleet. And he describes what what we uh, find out is Section 31, which – oh, and hands her over a, a case containing a black insignia, which we saw in episodes like two and three and then never again. And uh, which which confirmed yeah. oh three you're right three and four um, was it just one episode we saw him in or was it more than one? 
Just just one split the first second, time they step like showing of yeah when they get yep. on discovery for the first time yeah uh, and and so it reveals this thing we've been suspecting for the the entire season which is awesome it, it confirms that section thirty one is the source of the com badges um, and uh, of these black com badges and so you guys you guys can go back and listen to our our recap on on episode three. Um, where we talk about that, and I, I really, really nerdily quote the uh, the Federation Charter in that one, so that was fun. And uh, but th- but he basically <laughs> he gives her this this uh, uh, black insignia and says, "Welcome to Section Thirty One," and then that's the end of it. And so we have confirmation right. and maybe further story possibilities for Giorgio and uh, for this this uh, new operative whose name is Leland. So, what do you think? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I, I don't know why they didn't include it in the show, uh, number one, and why why release it this way now. Because I honestly, as a, you know, somebody, we do a podcast about Discovery, I right. hadn't even heard of this until just recently. So it felt very, uh, I don't know, underwhelming and not really well um, uh how do I say this, uh, uh, advertised. I just didn't sure. realize this was a thing going out there. So for me, it's just a little bit, I just was questioning the validity of it. Is it actually something that's going to pay off or is this kind of just a fun little nod and then we'll see it. But now you're saying that this character is going to be in the next season. As far as I'm seeing, um, yeah. And, and so, and yeah. And I, I was a little bit behind the stage and they had a yeah. whole conversation with him. Yeah. Well, and, and the way that they but, talked yeah. about him, you know, they didn't say explicitly he's got a gigantic part. Although, from again, from other interviews that I'm seeing now since the since WonderCon, it seems as though he has. I think Trek Core had, um, you know, something big that said he's got, you know, he's got a big part in season two, and um, which which is cool. It seems like he's he seemed super knowledgeable, which is great. He said, you know, I hadn't watched a, um, he hadn't watched yeah. a ton of Star Trek, but except for Next Generation, which was his, and then he had been, since Section 31 became part of his character, he had watched a bunch of um, Section 31 episodes from Deep Space Nine, and, and um, which I'm really excited right. about. Um, and, you know, I I wonder, I, I've, I think I've become a, a pretty solid Discovery convert. You know, I, I, will, I will still be your, you know, your uh, full-on nitpicker of all things and stuff like that, but I really maybe it's maybe <laughs> right. it's that we're outside of it now and we don't get any new discovery. I'm just super psyched to have some um, that I, I'm taking it at face value. I'm taking it for what it is, and um, they they pretty solidly have said um, they seem to have indicated at least that this is where the show is going, and I'm and I'm psyched about that. I think I think it's going to be great if we get some. Um, Maybe some more internal conflicts rather than a war story for season two. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've said that they're going to be shifting the focus uh, from the tone of season one to something which is kind of the next part we're going to discuss here. But, you know, that's that's great. That's fine. I just... it. It just seems a little. How can I say this? Too little, too late, almost. You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah. why wait till now to show us this? Uh, other than the fact that they're just wanting to like slowly trickle. Are they going to be more bonus scenes? Which Are hey, we gonna find out more about. I'll take it. I'll take it if they do that. You know, I, I, I you know, of course, I was hoping. Sure. I was, I was really going nuts for a second, thinking, oh my gosh, they, they have footage from season two somehow. You know, they've they filmed some, you know, or, no, or they filmed yeah. some bonus scene or something like that. Um, 
even the way that they set it up, if you guys watch it, and, and maybe I'm just crazy, but it seemed for a second as though they were about to say, uh, you know, oh, and we we have the second scene of them talking to Pike or something like that on the, on the enterprise. And I thought, right. Oh my gosh, we're going to get Pike um, with some Vulcan dude in the background behind him. But yeah, that's, that'll be, uh, although they did, they did pretty solidly say, you know, we, with, with crossing over with the enterprise, if we can kind of transition into this part of it, crossing um, into meeting the enterprise, um, we're going to get some kind of uniform, Resolution. They they were pretty firm on the fact we're in the yeah. prime timeline, um, and uniforms are going to get solved somehow. So that'll be nice. Oh yeah. So so the question that came up was asking, you know, is there? There's obviously a, a pretty significant disparity in uniforms this year. You know, there's there's not. Uh, this is a set of uniforms we've never seen. Enterprise gave us a set of uniforms we had never seen before, and so how are we? Uh, how are we able to to have the same um, uniforms when we are existing in the same time as the cage, which this is something I brought up a long time ago and yeah. they still didn't really nail it down. You know, they didn't give us a clear answer other than they said, well, that's something that we're going to have to answer because we're about to meet the enterprise and we know what their uniforms look like. So I, I thought, you know, at, at the very least that does show that they're, they're cognizant of it. It's just, you know, well, what's that going to mean? Well, they said, yeah, we're aware of the uniforms that they wear in the original series and they basically were saying we're going to be in those same uniforms. That's basically what's going to happen, right? I mean, they're going to see Pike and be like, oh, is that... Do you think that means for a full Is switch? that the new... Oh, that's the new uniforms. We haven't gotten those yet. Yeah, here's your... your you're being issued new new uniforms. Uh, and then we'll be walking around in those, those uh, redesigned, but very similar to those uniforms from the cage. Don't you think? Sure. And, or, or from the Abrams verse at the very least. Yeah. I don't think they'll do the Abrams reunion. First of all, I think they'll do. I think they'll be in very similar, like uh, whatever you call it, like one color, almost sweatshirt style stuff from from the cage. Right. I want to see a green velvet wraparound. Right. And I, I want Saru to be wearing it. I know, man. I think that's what they're gonna do. They're obviously they're gonna redesign them so they look modern. They don't look like. The future that they thought was going to happen in 1969, but the future that we think is going to happen in 2018. Uh, I understand that they're going to do that, but at the same time, right. I think they're going to be similar enough, just like the Enterprise we've seen uh, at the end of uh, the season one yeah. was similar to the Enterprise that we see in, in you know the beginning of TOS. So. Right, and if we're going with this sort of like we had mentioned before, and as as will come up when we when we do finally get to our our season one recap, yeah, um, it's it's very much this visual reboot of the show, which which as I've been rewatching, I'm still about halfway through the, my rewatch, but it it is actually helping me think through it and and not nitpicking some of the details as much um, canon problems, whatever. But but if I'm just going, okay, they went for a visual reboot of the show, right. Um, it's actually, I'm, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, I can, I can handle that. It doesn't make sense for them to go turn us back to 1966. Well, that's know? what I'm, that, that's why I'm concerned a little bit with that answer is like, well, what does that mean? You're aware. Of course you're, we're all aware. Why don't you just make right. the, Why do you have to be so beholden to this prime universe silliness? Why can't we just be in an alternate universe and save all of this headache from all the geeks 
who are upset about all of it. Right. It'd be so easy. It'd be so easy. <laughs> it's the solution that makes right. the most sense. But I think they want it to matter. <laughs> I think they want it to matter to us for some reason. And yeah. if it's in the Prime Universe, they think it matters. And I, I just disagree with that entirely. If you make a good story, if you make a good show and it's compelling, then that's what matters. It doesn't matter if... You know, this is directly linked to the events right. that happened in Episode 7 of Deep Space Nine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't. Anyway. Right, that's, that's true. Yeah, and, and they have they have been telling good stories. You know, for, for as nitpicky as we've been about some of it, you know, the stories have been compelling. Um, you know, it was a it was a good season. Some of it we predicted, uh, you know, way ahead of time. But but some of it they 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 got us. They kept us in. They reeled us in. They they made us care at the very least about most of the characters. If we didn't care about all of them, you know, I, I cared for, about Michael Burnham. I cared about Tilly. I cared about Michael and Saru. Michael and Sarek. Lorca. Darn it! You know, as much as I I hate the guy, I kind of love to hate the guy. You know. Um, so I, I agree. I, I think it's something that um, I, I hope that they'll continue to explore and not be distracted with uh, with superfluous, just you know, geek stuff, but really get into the characters. Fully agree with you on that point. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Is there anything else you want to discuss that came out during these uh, the Q and A or during the uh, the whole uh, panel itself? Is there anything else that's worth mentioning or chatting about? I think, let's see. So they did kind of hint at what next season's going to be like a bit. They've said a few things um, up until now, but they said they definitely want to strike a very different tone. We will no longer have a war story. Um, We will have, uh, they said, uh, I wrote it down. They said um, they're looking forward to an exploratory, um, even diplomatic phase in season two, uh, more in line with what, what the original series has. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that. You know, we'll have a tonal shift. It'll still be dark, I'm sure. But but getting into some 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 old territory, but done in a new way. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like to me as well. They, they understand. It, it'll just be interesting to see if, again, they, they bit off a lot last season, and they concluded it very, very quickly. And it feels as though like they wanted to move on from the war and the Terran universe right. and all that kind of stuff, which I was kind of hoping would stick around for a little bit longer. But they were very anxious, it seems, in the writer's room to get out of that. So I'm hoping that whatever they have coming up is yeah. just as compelling. Because when you have such a big, long arc, and especially when you look back at Lorca's Lark, to, to, to think that they're going to do something similar to that you know, is going to be very interesting to see how they pay off because now that's kind of the tone of the show is is that payoff. So I, it'll be interesting to see where they go, how, right. how they shift from Lorca was a traitor and now we've got to pick up these broken pieces. Are we just going to go straight off into a new adventure or are we going to be around and like help them figure, are we going to see them figure all that out and pick up those broken pieces and they're, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And and very frankly, I, I hope that they get to that last bit, uh, the, like what you just said, picking up those broken pieces, and and forging a new crew out yeah. of that. Because I, we spent a lot of time griping, you know, in first season about man, this is not a Starfleet crew. You know, it's a, it's a messed up crew. Um, Lorca is, you know, now we know why. You know, Lorca is is running on basically like a pirate ship because he's Terran, and right. um, 
and now they can be this. They 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 found their inspiration in Starfleet, and and you know they are now going to be able to move forward. And I cannot wait to see that. Well, see, and he, I really here's can. the thing too is is that it very much felt like what is the um the model number of the Discovery, the USS Discovery NCC, what is it or whatever? It's something thirty one, right? Ten thirty one. Oh shoot! I don't know. It is thirty-one. I think it's ten thirty-one. Yeah, ten thirty-one. Yeah, I'll I'll ch- double check. So Keep, obviously, I'll, obviously, I'll people that. are comparing that number to section thirty-one and the fact that they had a heavy presence on the discovery and the fact that Lorca was the captain. Did Lorca, you know, start? It is ten thirty-one. Yeah. For sure. Did Lorca start? section 31 is this still his organization is this something that has been there no for a while yet i mean i know they say you you say, you say that no so so confidently but still we don't i mean obviously there's canon stuff that you can go back to and say it's in the it's in the federation charter it, yeah but it's in the federation charter that that 31 was created but Lorca would immediately find out about a, a thing well, he like already, that, right? You know, like he would be so immediately attracted to an organization. Exactly. Like that. So somehow he rose because Discovery is the, the the theory is Discovery is like a Section Thirty One ship. Like that is what Section Thirty One had full reign over right. that thing, and that's why there was secret compartments and the black right. insignia and all that stuff was on board the Discovery, and that's why the call number or whatever they call that the registration number is 1031 uh and you know right kind of so it'll be interesting to see if that blood that feeling of section 31 is Lorca's organization and especially because section 31 is recruiting you know uh the mirror universe uh of um uh michelle yo's uh Captain Giorgio. So yeah, Giorgio. I mean, like, yeah, y- you've got a feeling that the Section Thirty One are gonna kind of be the bad guys here. And how closely do they feel like what Lorca was trying to do last season? It- it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah, it will be. And you know, it's funny. I'm reading. Um, I, this is so. This is my spring break. I'm a teacher. This is my spring break. And and uh, March. Uh, absolutely just murdered me. It was it was so bad. This is why, guys, we haven't had an episode out uh, in the last month. That Chris Chris had a crazy schedule, and, and yeah. my March was just absolutely even more crazy than I thought it was going to be. Um, but uh, so I, I kind of I got down here. I'm, I'm at my parents' house right now, which sounds like it's why I'm in, I sound like I'm in a cave. I, I'm in my my dad's office uh, recording right now. I read three three Star Trek books in in the a series of three days basically just kind of i just wow. i kind of just hunkered down and and uh was a little bit antisocial and just and just cranked through i needed some like some really light but good reading and um the last one that i read it was a, it was the second novel of the typhon pact uh series by dayton ward who by the way we'll be interviewing oh that was sorry da- uh, david mack uh who uh, i'm trying to get an interview with but uh but um it, it was a section 31 novel Nice. So it's it's funny that uh, that this came up just after I've read this this book because their presence you know there's such an intriguing thing that came up in Deep Space Nine that I I just I can't wait to dig into that in another context so I, I really hope to see more of that and and I this is why I want it to be true so badly I want them to to not drop the ball in this one to keep that ball in the air and to to go forward with it. Well, it'll be interesting to see, no doubt. I, I'm, I'm hoping that this really pays off very well and is a you know a good story to follow and all that. I'm just 
concerned that we're just going to get the same type of stuff that Lorca gave us that, you know, Federation, you know, has that shadowy underbelly and they're trying to do things in a very immoral way and all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, well, we kind of got past, you got rid of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we already got past that. Why are we still in that? Why are we still there? We we should go above that now. And maybe that'll be, yeah, maybe that'll be some more of, of what uh, Michael and, and Saru and them will will be combating. You know, they've, they've, as they coalesce as a team, as they come together and, and with their Starfleet values intact, they'll, they'll be rooting that out a little bit. That would be kind of cool yeah. to see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anything else we want to chat about before we... Uh... I think that's all I've said. I really would urge you guys to, to you know, go find that clip at the very least. If you don't watch all 55 minutes, watch, watch that clip. Um, the interviews, you know, with if you're interested in production and how they did the makeup effects, the visual effects, the first 30 minutes are, are very good. It's not as exciting to talk about in a podcast um, just because there's a lot that, that they're going to say it better than we are. But, um, but I would urge you guys, if you're interested in, in how Star Trek Discovery is made, I would go and... Uh, and watch the video. Excellent. All right. Well, as always, uh, if you guys want to follow us, we are at the next Trek on Twitter, and you can also find us on Facebook, where I am still weekly trying to uh, to post a little bit more there. And uh, just join in the conversation. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want to see and and or hear from us, and what your thoughts were on the video and and anything else Star Trek Discovery related. If you wanna you wanna shoot it our way. So uh, until next time. Live long and prosper.